back. Um, it's Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. And it's been forever. Yep. Welcome so back. Listen- welcome welcome back. back. What is that a song you made up? No, that's the theme from Welcome Back Cotter. But I think that's all I can sing before we'll get sued by Gabe Kaplan. So, so yeah. So if you listen to our last couple of episodes, which came out, it's been probably a month, yeah. over a month. So we took some time off for the mm-hmm. holidays to celebrate Jesus's birthday. Yeah. And also because, Allison, you went through something called getting a human pulled out of your body. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say pulled. I shot her out. <laughs> I don't want that visual. So we'll just no. leave it at that. But, but congrats. Yeah. Thank congrats you. on your new baby. Thank and you. Congrats had... on your life being over now. Yeah, exactly. Well, my life right now is just like watching someone nap and feeding them. So that's... Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's like, like with a my dog, dog or a cat, I guess. That's yeah. like my dog. Yeah, that's like, like my dog's life because all I do is nap and yeah. but ask she, for him to feed me. But, yeah. you, but, but your she, life has just begun, really. It kind because of has. At least, well, at least you have someone to take care of you when you're old now. Well, it's true. Although she is giving, she's sitting here with me right now and she's giving me a look that says, like, you're going at a home. So. Oh, well, at least, at least she pays for it. That's okay. Like, I have to go to a home. But I have to pay for it. And if I can't pay for it, then, you know, I'll be like homeless, gumming, hobo dick for Werther's Originals. Isn't that the dream, though? That's the retirement dream. That is, yeah, that is the dream. So you like operating on like five minutes of sleep? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's it was kind of funny in the beginning, though, because I had like the weird sleep, per, uh, not sleep paralysis, um, the like sleep deficit hallucinations, which... What is it like half awake, half... Okay, so it's like when you're like totally awake, but because you're running on no sleep, and I was, there was like one time where I think I went like almost three days without any sleep, and that was like early on in the beginning. She sleeps pretty good now, but um, yeah, I was like hallucinating stops. Like I would see like a cat in my bedroom, or I would. So it's like being on LSD, but not as fun. Not nearly as fun because there's also a baby screaming at you too. So. Exactly. So yeah. welcome back. Thank you I very much. talking shit with you. We're reunited. Reunited. I know. I was going to say we can't sing any more of that either because we'll get sued by Peaches and Herb. That's correct. Yeah. Correct. You win. My so, brain still kind of works. <laughs> it works perfectly. It works better than mine. So yeah. the plan is for us, Allison, to do one show until, you know, you're ready to do two. Yeah. And I may or may not do an extra show a week by myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I may do it by myself or with a guest. I haven't really decided. So um, to be continued. So, yeah. But we're going to do one episode a week for sure. And so you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on Spotify now, finally. Exciting. Um, or wherever to stay up to date on any riveting developments. Mm-hmm. So let's start with uh, the 91st Oscar nominations. Yes. I was going to say the most riveting of developments. I mean, I woke up at five for this shit. So, <laughs> Want to know how sad this is, Michael? I was already awake because I was, you know, feeding a baby. Well, it's eight o'clock in the morning for you. Well, I, yeah, I was up at like six. And um, which I think I'm sure that many people right now are being like, yeah, bitch, I was up at six, too. It's called being normal. It's called but, going to a job. Yeah, exactly. But well, I was you up have like a job now. You have the most important job of all now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, but I was like scrolling my phone being like, will they just release these Oscar nominations already? Like I needed something to read to keep myself awake. Well, I watched the live feed with, you know, it was Tracy Ellis Ross and Kumail Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. And they just made jokes about how early it was, which worked for me. But anyway, so 
Roma and the Favorite with a U. Yes. Thank you very much. Got the most nominations with 10. Vice and a Star is Born got eight each. Black Panther got seven. All of those movies were nominated for Best Picture, along with Green Book, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Black Klansman. And yes. What, like, Green Book? I had, did you see Green Book, Michael? No. Have you? I try to see all the Best Picture nominations every year, but I don't know if I can take Green Book. I know. All I, the only Have one you? I saw. No, the only one I saw was the stars. A Green Book to me seems kind of just like Vigo Mortensen being like, "Hey, I don't know nothing about nobody" for like two two hours, and I'm and like, you sh- "So you you earned a Best Actor Oscar for that?" No, oh my God, I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know if I can take like Marie Kondo. You know, she says to only keep the books that spark joy, and yeah. Green Book ain't that one. So yeah, I'm putting it in the no pile. So uh, Black Panther is the first superhero movie to ever get a Best Picture nom, which Supergirl got snubbed all those years ago. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's about time that the Academy finally recognizes uh, superhero movies. Although, I mean, I'm not surprised that um, Black Panther got so many nominations. No, not at all. So, And then Spike Lee got a Best Director nom for Black Klansman for the first time in his career, which is Wait, crazy. He didn't he wasn't nominated for Do the Right Thing? No. Oh this my. is his first. I'm like shut Not by even this for news. Girl Six, which really is a masterpiece. <laughs> Wait, this is his first, right? Let me let me see. Yeah, I mean look, if we've learned anything, it's that you can't count on the Academy for shit. So Well and you can't count for us to give you facts. So let me just look this up really quick. Yeah. Spike Lee while you're looking it up too, I love that there are definitely people listening that are screaming the answer at us right You're now. Like, you stupid bitches. <laughs> you dummies. Of course he was. <laughs> uh, let me see. The, oh, God. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, let's just say yes. Okay. And if we're wrong, then let's just say, no, this is his second because he was nominated for Girl 6. Yeah. So that Okay, so let's talk about snubs. Yes. Starting with what people are saying is the biggest ethan hawk no olivia from widows getting snubbed oh. no um bradley cooper <laughs> oh yeah bradley i mean look here's the thing i'm gonna sound like so, so he got wait, he I... got three noms yes for actor adapted screenplay and best picture because he's a producer on that yeah, like he's not hurting for nominations. He's fine. But did we really think he was? I don't know. I didn't think he was really going to get a best director nomination. Yeah, because I think he was nominated. He's been nominated for everything for direct, like the Directors Guild. He was nominated. And I think he was so thirsty for it. You know, he wants to be like a serious director. So he's walking around Hollywood with the beret and, you know, that. What's that blowhorn thing that directors action? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's called it's, a bullhorn. But yeah, oh, yeah. it's. He's it, walking yeah. around with that and. He brings his own director's chair with his name written across the back. Well, he just sits in it. To every restaurant. Yeah. yeah. He's just scooted around. Yeah. He de- he definitely wanted to be Bradley Cooper director, uh, Academy Award nominated director. But sorry, Bradley Cooper, not this year. Sorry, not this year. I'm probably, well, I don't know. Probably not ever. But who knows? Who knows? There could mm-hmm. be a sequel. Yeah. So Emily Blunt was talked about for Best Actress for Mary Poppers. Yeah. And Best Supporting Actress for A Quiet Place. And she didn't get either. I saw both. I don't think she deserved either. Honestly, she majorly deserves a nomination for The Devil Wears Prada, like a retroactive one. Yeah, they should just... Retroactive. (laughs) Belated, let's say. 
yeah, yeah, that's what she deserves a nomination for. But I think, yeah, it's it sucks that she was snubbed out because Emily Blunt is great. But she didn't deserve it. And I like I liked Mary Poppers, yeah. even with I mean Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Hi baby. Yeah, that's it. That's a baby who's either agreeing with us or being like, no, she doesn't deserve anything. Well, and- she's giving the best commentary of this episode. So Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for that. So um but Lin Manuel Miranda's British accent is so bad. Like it made me wish for a quiet place. Yeah. So, but I liked it despite. But I don't think she deserved one. So no. But. And I I live for a terrible British accent. So so go see it. Uh, if Beale Street could talk, got nominations for Regina King adapted screenplay and score, but it was left out of Best Picture. Yeah, which I think is crazy. I haven't seen Vice. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Or Green Book, but I've seen Beale Street, and it mm. definitely deserved it over them. I can say that accurately. Well, yeah, when you think about, like, I haven't seen, uh, I didn't I didn't go see Bohemian Rhapsody. But even just from the trailers, I can tell that it's like, if Beale Street should could talk, if Beale Street could talk these walls, too, it would be like, it, it should have had that spot. Wait, saying. if Beale Street could talk these walls, too. Yeah, yeah. I always think of if these walls could talk too every I know, time I see it. <laughs> and like, so Regina King is a goddess of acting. She deserved um, the nomination, but the lead actress Kiki Lane to me deserved a Best Actress nom. So she's mm-hmm. like the lead. She had many scenes. Spoiler alert: where she had to act through visitor jail glass. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, that's her. I love those scenes. Oh yeah, like where she, I mean, she didn't put her hand up to the glass, which maybe if she did. She, she would have cinched. She would have cinched a nom. Yeah, but she really brought it. Okay, so then another huge snub, which uh, won't you be my neighbor? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a hideous day in the neighborhood, Allison. I know. Well, obviously, the members of the academy were never children who had a sweet relationship with Mister Rogers. Well, aren't most of them like two hundred years old? So they it's... were in their eighties by the time that yeah, they're like Mister. Yeah, they're like, won't you be my neighbor? The only neighborhood I remember is. I don't know, something about a joke about dinosaurs. Sorry, guys, I'm only working on about half my K- brain capacity. Cavehood. Cavehood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prehistoric hood. Prehistoric hood or whatever. But yeah, so that didn't get a documentary feature nomination. So may Lady Elaine Fairchild haunt the voters forever. And Whitney, the um, documentary about mm-hmm. Whitney Houston, not about Whitney's yogurt. No, no, no. I'm not telling you what flavor Whitney's yogurt this is. My store's out of it often enough as it is. I can't have the whole world running out to get this flavor. Mmm, crunchy chunk of apple. Mmm, raisin. (laughs) I just told you. Whitney's yogurt. Smooth, creamy, all natural. But it's our fruit that makes people fanatics. There are lots of other terrific flavors. Just save apples and raisins for me, please. Which there really should be a documentary about Whitney's yogurt. Next year, next year. Next year. So that didn't get in. And I don't think it was supposed to, but I loved it. it was, yeah. yeah. So that I mean, was a snub. And also, I'll say for me, like, not necessarily, it's not a snub I was expecting, but it's like a snub that I, you know, I'm like, okay, it did happen, was Bird Box didn't get nominated for anything. And I understand that it technically wasn't eligible for anything this year, but... We're dealing with the Academy Awards here, who are like trying so hard to appeal to 
millennials and youth so i'm really shocked that they didn't they weren't like oh my god bird box is a huge movie quick move up the date of eligibility so that we can nominate this thing for stuff and no i think it was eligible right i think it premiered too late no because it just has to premiere by like the christmas or whatever well, you know what, then? In that case, the Academy is And people dumb. are yelling at us again. You stupid bitches. Yeah. Who gave you a podcast? We did. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The Birds, they should have been nominated. Right. And then Ethan Hawke, he didn't get nominated for Best Actor for First Reform. And probably because nobody saw it. Yeah. And also, like, every time I think about Ethan Hawke and First Reformed, I just remind myself, like, that Priest movie. So again, it's like, if I can't remember what the movie's about, then yeah. That's what they should have called it, that priest movie. And then Summer's saying like Hugh Grant and Paddington or whatever should be nominated, which I'm all for, and I'm all for him winning because I want him to thank a CGI bear. Oh yeah, of course. And also Paddington should have just been nominated. Why aren't we nominating CGI bears? It's 20, 2019 already. So on to surprises. Yes. Uh... I guess this is actually in snubs, but whatever. So Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. So nearly every critic and movie person had Timothy Chalamet down as a shoe-in for Best Supporting Actor Oscar yeah. for playing an alcoholic and beautiful boy. And he didn't get shit. So I guess he has to bust a nut and a peach to get recognized by yep. the Academy. It didn't any any future actors or any actors hoping for future nomination, just Take keep note. that in mind. Yeah, exactly. So... William Dafoe got a Best Actor nom for playing Van Gogh in At Eternity's Gate, mm-hmm. which I always think is like a Heaven's Gate documentary. Me too. I always or a sequel to Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a yeah exactly a sequel to Heaven's Gate. So he got in, which I don't know if anybody guessed that. And Ethan Hawke must hate him because nobody saw At Eternity's Gate either, and he got a nom. No, I'm pretty sure even the producers of Heaven's Gate didn't see At Eternity's Gate to like double check that it wasn't just a ripoff. No, and it was probably like this was probably a late nomination for Body of Evidence, which yeah. I agree with because Body of Evidence is so good. Yes. Okay, so Roma, so Yalitza Apizio, I've been practicing this. Yalitza, Yal, Yalitza Apa, oh my God. A parzia. I'm going to work on that. So I was going to sh- let you try it because I'm like, I'll butcher it even worse. Oh my God. And so. I was practicing, but then, you know, stage fright. So she yeah. got a Best Actress nom for Roma. And that wasn't that surprising. I think it was between her and Emily Blunt. So, mm-hmm. but uh, Marina de, Te- de Tavira. Oh my God. Yeah. So my abuelita is shaking her head right she's now. the one so screaming she, at you right now so she got a best supporting actress nom for roma she plays like the rich lady in roma mm-hmm. so that's kind of a surprise and to me you haven't seen roma have you i haven't but that is surprising that both of them are nominated because normally nobody gets nominated from like what is considered foreign films yeah and to me another nomination from that movie should have gone to spoiler alert the guy who gets naked and he does karate in the hotel room. Michael, I haven't seen Roma, but just saying guy who gets naked and does karate in the hotel room, you've sold me on that movie. He makes the movie. Like that dick flapping like Rob Macchio <laughs> deserves all the Oscars. So then there was um, another surprise director. Oh, my God. Here we go. You can do it. Powell. Pawlkowski? Pronounce it as if the W's are V's. Okay. Pavel Pawlkowski. Close. Yeah. You, you try it. 
Pavel? Um, I don't have it up in front of me, but it's like, yeah, it's like uh, probably Pavel Pavlo. Oh, yeah. Pavel Lukowski. Yeah, you definitely got it. So he got a Best Director for the Polish movie Cold War. So Bradley Cooper hates him today. Yes. And he's getting tons of surprises. Tons from all from Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I think my I think my biggest surprise was probably all the Roma stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, to me, Bradley Cooper is both a surprise and a snub. Like he was snubbed, but I'm also like very surprised that he wasn't nominated. So um, and, you know, I think maybe another surprise for me is that um, Meryl Streep wasn't nominated for anything. And uh, yeah, was, just for being Meryl Streep. Yeah, it was my understanding that she's just supposed to get nominated every year that she appears in a movie. And she was in the cinematic masterpiece, Mamma Mia 2, uh, colon, Which made again. money. I think it made money, right? Oh, yeah, it made tons I think, of money. Was she really in that, though? I, I never she, saw she that. She appeared in, like, flashbacks. Yeah, that's so enough she, That's enough for Meryl Streep. You're right. You're absolutely right. So let's predict. Mm-hmm. So let's do some early predictions. Mm-hmm. We can do our concrete predictions when it gets closer to the oscars like you know later next month after so, we've seen how hard people are hustling for it yeah exactly so best director so the nominees um are spike lee pavel mm-hmm. pavel kowski mm-hmm. pa- no pavel you said pavel right yeah i i i should i should know this but oh. yeah it's i know you're part polish right yeah exactly but i'm pretty sure w's are pronounced like d's so okay spike lee pavel pavel kowski for cold war yorgos lanthimos for the favorite alfonso Cuaron, adam mckay for vice what's your prediction i think it's going to be alfonso Cuaron. i'm with you if i had money that's what i would put my money on i'm with her her being yeah. awesome <laughs> so best supporting actor mahersha ali green book adam driver black Klansman, sam elliott star is born Richard E. Grant, can you ever forgive me? Sam Rockwell Vice, your prediction. I think it's going to be Richard E. Grant because I think the Academy is going to want to make up for um, the time they didn't give him an award for Spice World. You're 100% correct. You're yeah. going to get this. Um, I'm going to say Mahershala. Yeah. So best supporting actress, Amy Adams Vice, Marina de Tavier for Roma, Regina King, if Beale Street could talk, Emma Stone, the favorite, Rachel Vice, the favorite. If it's not Regina King, I'm going to throw my television out the window. I think it's either Regina King or Rachel Weisz, but... I think yeah, so. It's going to be Re- Regina King. It's got to be Regina King. So, actor, best actor, mm-hmm. Christian Bale, Weisz, Bradley Cooper, Stars Born, William Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, Viggo Mortensen, Green Book. Um, Christian Bale. I'm going to say Rami Malek. I think okay. it's between those two, but I'm going to say... I think so, too. Best actress, uh... Yalitza, Roma, Glenn Close, The Wife, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Lady Gaga, Stars Born, Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? I I like want it to be Olivia Coleman, but I think it's gonna be Glenn Close. She deserves it. And I'm going to do the opposite of you. I'm gonna say that Glenn Close will continue to be the Susan Lucci of the Oscars mm. and will lose to Olivia Coleman. Also, hasn't she had like eleven nominations or something? Something crazy. Like she's never won. It's insane. She totally, she deserves it. So, and there's no host this year. So I'm going to predict that Kevin Hart, who stepped down as host because, you know, he didn't apologize for those gay-hating tweets, mm-hmm. is going to paint himself gold, sneak onto the shelf with all the Oscars on them. And when he's handed off to a winner, he's going to, like, come alive and curse everyone out. Yeah, and do something deeply offensive that he's going to not apologize for the next day. 
So before we start this next segment, I just want to say I looked up the Spike Lee thing. Allison. Okay. I mean, he he wasn't he's never been nominated for best director. Well, congratulations, Spike Lee. Then he was nominated for Do the Right Thing for screenplay. Oh, okay. But then Do the Right Thing was nominated for best picture or director. So. We were right for once. I know. So everyone's screaming at us at home. They were probably cheering us on saying, you did it, guys. You finally did something right. Yeah. So um, this is where we go over five stories quickly, starting with some yikes news. Um, Chris Brown got arrested in Paris for prepare to die of shock, uh, allegedly attacking a woman. An unnamed woman claims that last Wednesday she met Chris and his entourage at a club in Paris and went back to his hotel where he raped her. Um, I guess drugs were involved, too, because Chris is facing narcotics charges. He denies it all, of course. So two members of his team have also been arrested. Now, one woman claimed on social media that she was there that night and didn't see Chris do anything, but she claims... She was assaulted herself by a man who wasn't Chris Brown. This is just a mess. And she's not the woman who's um, claiming that Chris Brown assaulted her. So this is just a mess. So at first it was reported that French authorities had two days to investigate. And if they pressed charges, Chris would either stay in police custody until his trial, trial or will be released and have to stay in France. But... Just in, prosecutors decided to release him, and he's free to leave France. But I guess they're still investigating. Oh, my God. I know, Matt. Hasn't France been through enough? I know. Poor France. This is one of those um, situations, though, where I think it doesn't – I think it doesn't matter how you feel about the police. I think we can all agree that, like, we feel bad for the police in this situation because imagine imagine being, like, law enforcement somewhere, and you hear that Chris Brown is coming to your city – you just be like, well, there go my, there go Vacation my weekend days. plans. Yep, <laughs> looks like I'm working overtime for the next uh, six months. So on to some not as depressing news. Yes. Unless you're into Charlize and Brad Pitt and dream about doing them, then this might be sad news for you. But the Sun claimed a few days ago that Charlize Theron and Brad Pitt are dating after meeting in September on the set of a photo shoot for Breitling watches. Ooh, the, I know, fancy. The source says that they were keeping it casual, but People's Sources says that's not true. They're not together. Um, They were never together. But Radar claims that they are together and keeping it on the down low until Brad's divorce from Angelina Jolie is completely finalized. Radar Source also claims that Brad and Charlize are keeping it on the hush because they don't want Angie to find out. They're afraid Angie will pull some shit since she hates Charlize because Charlize works for the United Nations and Angie is threatened by that or something. So it's and, all fan fiction. Basically. Oh, of course. But also because Charlize is good, like friends with Chelsea Handler and um, Jennifer Aniston and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah. But the weird, so the weirdest part is that how is it that Brad and Charlize have never met? How have they never dated? I, yeah, well, yeah, that too, because it's like they they all, they go to those award shows. They all go to the same events. They're both stoners, or he was, or he was a stoner. At one point in time, they At both enjoyed point. weed. Yeah, and yeah. so you'd think that, like, like share an apple bong somewhere, which that's my favorite picture ever, that Charlize, you know what I'm talking about, Charlize smoking oh, from an apple bong. on the bong. beach, yeah. I don't know, is she, is she on the beach? I think she is. I think she's on a beach. Wait, listen closely to the people screaming at us. I know. If we got it right or not. But yeah. I'm, also, yeah, share an apple bong somewhere is like the Hallmark uh, card that never was. 
the Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> the Hallmark movie I want starring Shirley's and Brad Pitt. So yeah. Anne Hathaway was on Ellen promoting her new movie with Matthew McConaughey. Uh, she says during filming, Matthew, on the movie's called Serenity, if you care. But during filming, Matthew and his wife took Anne rum tasting and she got hungover. And that experience and also the experience of being hung over for her two-year-old son's school run helped her to decide to quit drinking. Quit drinking back in October. Like, like forever? I, for 18 years. Uh-huh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop drinking while my, while my son's living in my house just because I don't totally love the way I do it. And he's getting to an age where he really does need me all the time in the mornings. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I did one school run uh, one day where I dropped him off at school. I wasn't driving, but I was hungover, and that was enough for me. I didn't love that one. Yeah, yeah. Another reason I don't want kids. <laughs> well, to be fair, speak, speaking as uh, an expert here, aka a, a woman who also has a child, um, waking up that early in the morning feels like you're hungover anyway. So she's basically yeah. going to have the hungover experience for 18 years without drinking. So it's essentially the same experience, zero calories. So. Yeah. But let's say, like, even when he's a teenager, I don't, I mean, to me, when he's a teenager, Anne is going to need the bottle more than he's going to need her in the morning. It's like, true. They don't talk to their parents in the morning. She's going to have to find some way to cope, and it's either going to be booze or, like, she, well, she's like a rich celebrity, so she could always afford to put in one of those, like, uh, soundproof safe rooms. Yeah. And this is, and this is why, like, God invented weed. Like, mm-hmm move over to weed then but like if i had to make a sophie's choice between a kid and a bottle of vodka i mean i'd probably be like good luck kid yeah that's like, a, nice that's a true sophie's choice yes so duff goldman the cake master who is the star of food network's ace of cakes yeah he's the he's the bald one not the new jersey one wait he's bald yeah, he's bald. Duff Goldman's the bald one, and then the other cake guy is Buddy Velastro, the one that's like, hey, it's me. I always picture him like Guy Fieri. Yeah. <laughs> he's I like guess a bald like a Guy, bald Fieri. Guy Fieri. Yeah. So he got married to Jonna Colby this past weekend. He's 45, she's 25, and they had five cakes at their wedding, which doesn't seem a lot to me for like a cake master. Yeah, everybody should have taken home their own full-size cake. Yeah, and so... What I read, I read something about them that they call each other muffin, which gross. And I mean, that's wrong. That's very off brand. Well, it's yeah, it's very disrespectful to cakes. So they probably hate him now. Yeah. What it was cupcake not good enough for them. I at least say cupcake, right? Okay. So and over in England, finally, a woman spent around fifty one hundred dollars on a funeral for her 11-year-old Staffordshire Bull Terrier named Captain. There was a dove release, a flower arrangement with Captain's name spelled out, and his body was taken from the vet to a park that he liked by horse carriage. And then that co- and then his coffin was taken from that park to the cemetery by hearse. And after he was lowered to the ground, they went to a pub where Captain's human put out a plate of chicken and chips because that's like his favorite food. Oh my God. Captain is <laughs> Captain had a nicer funeral than what I might have. Like, am I jealous of a dog's funeral? I might be. I see. I don't see. And I don't see a problem. I don't see a problem with this because dogs are amazing. So to me, like a lavish funeral for a human is crazy. Like who cares? Why spend money on that? But a lavish funeral for, for a dog 
go for it. I'm it's true. It's true because I feel like with a human, you could always find someone who didn't like that human. But with a dog, if it was a good dog, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who didn't like that dog. Well, the other dogs in the neighborhood who are jealous of that bitch is getting chicken chips. Before we go, I want to ask you a question, Allison. A very important question. I asked this question on Delisted. But okay, so have you seen either of the Fire Festival documentaries? There's two, one on Netflix and one on Hulu. Time is like very, uh, I like live in a vacuum right now. But that those are two things that I want to watch so badly because I love the Fire Festival. I mean, just watch them with your baby. It's educational. And it's for children. It really is for children. Better than Baby Einstein, really. Which you're about to find out. But okay, so if you don't know what the Fire Festival is, basically it was supposed to be like luxury Coachella on an island, but it turned out to be a dumpster fire. And the douchebag who organized it all, he's in prison for fraud charges. Anyways, so in Netflix's documentary, the event producer of the Fire Festival, Andy King, he, he actually admitted to this, claimed that Billy McFarlane, who was the head douche of who's the in Fire jail. Festival, who's in jail, told him that um, the, the custom officials in the Bahamas were holding thousands upon thousands of bottles of Evian. Um, and this was going to be the only drinkable water on the island. So they right. needed this water or the festival would have to be canceled. Customs wanted $172,000 in cash to release the water. So Andy claims that Billy told him, asked him, as you know, the gay guy of the group, mm-hmm. if he would go down to the, custom, the head of a custom official's office and suck his dick. And if he sucked his dick they would release the water. If you will go down and suck Cunningham's dick, who's the head of customs, and get him to clear all of the containers with water, you will save this festival. And I literally drove home, took a shower, I, 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 I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. And I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. But he couldn't have been nicer. And he's like, Andy, listen, I will release all the water. I will let you serve it. But I want to want to be one of the first people to be paid this import fee for what you're doing. And I said, "Okay, great. And I got back and I had all the water that we needed. (laughs) Can you imagine in my 30 years of a career that this is what I was going to do? I was going to do that, honestly, to save the festival. So my question is, would you do it? See, there's so many factors at work here. It's like one of them is your boss asks you to do something. So right away you're like, oh, gosh, I think I might have to do this. And then there's like water. Like you don't want people to dehydrate on an island because then you're going to have like major lawsuits. Um, but I I guess my answer is no. <laughs> well, <laughs> because, see- because it benefits too many other people, I think. Like there's too many where it's like, if it was if I, if I was on a desert island and I had no water and they were like, look, we'll give you this water, but you have to do this to a customs official. I'd be like, yeah, I need that water. But in this situation, I'd be like, uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And see, I, see, you bring up like the points like, you know, people need water and, you know, it's your boss asking and see. I'd suck the dick, but because just for fun, because I'm a whore, I would do it. But I would tell the custom official, like, if I suck your dick, deny the water because I want this festival to fail. Fuck him. So (laughs) I'd do it. You would not. 
So there we go. So on that note, that's this episode. Um, we're still doing our advice segment, Shit Advice. So yes. send any questions you want to advice on. Um, and if you have any other questions about anything, really, you can email us at dtp at dlizza.com, dtp at dlizza.com. And I still haven't changed that email, but I'm working on it. Not really. Yeah. And hey, if you just want to email us and let us know what you would, uh, what you would you do would in this water situation. So welcome back, Allison. Well, and w- welcome back, all of our listeners, too. To- welcome back. And yeah. so we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah. Bye. We'll hear from you next time, right? Because I hate when I say, when I listen to it back and I say, why am I saying, we'll see you next time? We don't see each other. Yeah, we're not Santa Claus. We're not peeping on you guys while you sleep. So, bye. Bye. (laughs)